You're listening to the B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B content marketing. The show is brought to you by Conversa, a podcasting agency that helps B2B brands start podcasts to connect with prospects, generate content, and grow brand awareness. I'm Jeremy Shear, and my guest today is Matt Bettis, Director of Marketing at Brighttree, which is a SaaS company in the home medical equipment and pharmacy home infusion industry. Matt, it is great to have you here. Thanks so much for being with us. Thank you, Jeremy. Great to, great to be with you. So our topic today is one that every marketer can relate to, especially in the B2B world, and that is the challenge of attribution in B2B content marketing. Mm-hmm. And so let's just start right there you know, for, because I want to get your take on just what it is that we're talking about. So what exactly is attribution and what's the big deal? Like, why is this such an important topic? Right, right. So attribution at a very high level, it's really assigning an action or a decision to an activity or a series of activities. So why is that important in marketing? Well, the ultimate goal of marketing is to eventually drive, whether it's a conversation with sales or eventually drive a sale or something, you know, whatever, whatever you're trying to do, you're trying to drive interest in your offering that then results in some sort of action being taken. But you're not just doing one thing to do it. If you were just doing a Super Bowl commercial, you could say, well, great, this is how much that drove because all of our leads or all of our sales came from that one thing. But every marketer is doing a, a variety of things. They're doing some digital, some print, some things that are very, that are easier to measure, some things that are a little harder to measure, some things that are brand, some things that are maybe more, a little more like lead generation activities. And you have to know, you know, which, which of these are working, how well they're working and use that kind of information in order to inform future decisions. So it's incredibly important for marketing. I think in some ways it can be one of the less sexier top topics within marketing, but it's incredibly important because it's, it's informing what you do as a marketer and it's proving your value to the company. Yes. And so, you know, you might say like, okay, well, cool. Just show how your marketing piece, your blog post, your video led to a sale. You know, I mean, that's kind of ultimately how straight of a line can we draw from this activity to revenue growth, right? For for sure. And well, and go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and and yet that is incredibly difficult to do much of the time. But like, why is it so hard? So it depends on the channel, depends what you're doing. If I send an email out with a clear call to action that drives to a landing page with a form to enter your information, to have a conversation with sales it's pretty clear to me one led to the other. You know, I can say, okay, that email, that landing page drove this. Let's say I'm doing, and this is something we do, I'm doing print ads and we'll do a print ad in a publication and we'll put a URL, an easy to remember URL at the bottom. Most people don't go to that URL. I mean, how many times have you picked up a magazine, seen an ad and then memorized the URL and gone back to your computer and typed it in? What you do, you see an ad and you think, okay, well, let me, let me remember the name of that company or the name of the product or offering or whatever it is. Let me go Google it as soon as I get home, right? Well, then you Google it and the website comes up and suddenly it seems like just the website is driving all of your leads. You know, there's mm, no, it's yeah. very difficult to attribute that print ad as actually driving a lead. By the same token, it's very rare, I think, in, and it depends of caveat, everything depends on the industry you're in, B2B, B2C, all these different variables. 
but it, it's very rare someone sees one ad for something and is like, that's it, I'm convinced. Let's go, let's go talk to sales, right? It's more of a portfolio effect. You see, yeah. you see a webinar, you watch a video, you listen to a podcast, you read a case study, you see something on their website, you see them at a trade show. Sort over time, this kind of coalesces and suddenly you, it chips away at your inhibition or your unwillingness to talk. And you're like, you know what? I'm convinced. Let's have a conversation. Let's, let's do this, you know? So it's kind of making sure that every aspect within that funnel or within that portfolio that drove your decision gets credit for the decision insofar as you can attribute credit to it. So really important because then you'll, you'll know what's working and you try and obviously do more of what's working well and do less or stop doing what is, what is not necessarily driving the decision. Yeah. And yet I think still like the, the, the core difficulty here is that it can be really hard just based on the example you gave to, to know if any one thing that you've done, like to what degree it influenced the decision, right? Like for example, you know, you, if, if you're smart, right, you're going to measure everything you're doing. So you have a blog and on a regular basis, you're looking at engagement with the blog and you see mm -hmm. like, oh, this, this one really popped, you know, this one got 500 views or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's great. Except what does that number mean? Where do you go from there? Can, can you then draw a line and say, and at the same time, that since we published that blog, like we closed two deals, you know, a revenue grew by this much, by this degree. To, how, how can you go about making a case like, yeah, that blog post or just our blog in general played a role? Like, how do you, how can you know that? Yeah. Yeah. So that's a real good question. And that is something we struggle with because we do, we have a blog and we, you know, generate content for it on a regular basis. Assuming your blog doesn't, isn't a sales blog, which that is a legitimate tactic that sometimes you have a blog that is a little more focused on sales. Let's say it's more of a thought leadership blog, which is what yeah. ours is. There's a couple things you can do. One, you can look at the portfolio of content of a typical league. So say, okay, the, of the leads that came in 80% viewed a blog at some point. Blog's probably mm. pretty important, right? Mm. We don't know. And you can, depending on you, again, very specific to company and your offerings and everything, but you can say, well, in, of all of the portfolio of content that is driving the decision, blog is one that is almost always a part of the case for people to become a lead. The other way you can look at it is what you were alluding to, which is it's not necessarily direct causation, but it can be correlation. Yeah. If you say, well, we did, we, we spiked the blog instead of we do two posts a month and last month we did 10 and we saw a corresponding bump up. Now page views is great, but page views isn't leads, right? Yeah. If we saw a bump up in leads, maybe the month after or something like that, it, it's kind of difficult to directly attribute, but you can start to see some of that correlation over, over time. So I'd, I'd say those are with some of the more difficult to measure channels like a thought leadership type blog. I'd say those are the ways to really prove that it still has value and is worth. I mean, certainly the blog, a blog is, and a lot of these content channels, they're, it, it's high level of effort or it can be, you know, so you yeah. need to make sure you're getting value out of that. And I think that's one way you can prove value. Yeah. Okay. Now I think that what we're talking about is especially relevant in, in tough or uncertain economic times, right? Mm -hmm. Simply because at least historically marketing is kind of low hanging fruit if you're trying to cut costs, right? Right, right. 
And so, meaning it's all the important, it's all the more important for marketers to be able to make a strong business case for how we're helping to grow the business right. and not, not just spending money, but helping to bring money in, right? What's your advice for marketing teams as we may be in or entering tough economic times for, <sighs> you know, how do you go about, how do you, how do you go about making a case for what you're doing and that it needs to continue? Right, right. And I, I definitely understand that. I mean, I've already, to your point, we might, we are already in uncertain times at best, right? And you're, you're, it's fair that marketing is viewed, if you want to put a negative spin on it, you could say as a necessary evil, some places, a positive spin would be maybe as a luxury, right? So it is one that is, they're not going to cut sales, they're not going to cut accounting or IT or some of these departments that are viewed a little bit more essential. When looking at, at my company, when, you know, when customers actually raise their hand and say, look, I want to have a discussion, I, I'm ready to talk and, and go through a sales pitch. Well, how do they come to us and tell us that? They either come to our website and we have a form on there and they say, okay, please, you know, here's all my information. Please reach out to me. They contact their customer success representative and, you know, they have a relationship with that person. They say, Hey, I heard about such and such. Let's, can you pass me along to someone that'll talk about it? Or that we have a sales and marketing phone line that they're able to call where they can call in and we'll put them in touch with the appropriate person. If you look, if you have a very narrow view and are looking at metrics, it would show that those three channels drive quote unquote, all of our, all of our leads. Well, why am I doing What shouldn't I just be getting coffee for the customer success team and working on the website all day, right? Why am I even doing any marketing? This is why you need to have attribution. So you can show, okay, yes, people came to the website eventually, or they went to the customer success representative because they engaged with all of this other marketing beforehand. It's going to be, you don't want to get to those tough times and have, and and you want to be building this case with your executive team. You, You know, your marketing your company, but you're also, you're always should be marketing yourself and proving your value. You're going to be building that case with your executive team that, yeah, absolutely. It's great that they're talking to their customer success representative, but that is because they read three blogs. They attended two webinars. They did all these other things. That's really what drove this. I don't think anyone thinks that the cash register at Chipotle is driving all of Chipotle's sales. That's just more (laughs) when you're ready to make the transaction, that's where you go, right? The marketing is driving, and, and certainly I'm not trying to belittle customer success or, or the web yeah. or anything like that. They definitely drive some sales for sure, but it's not all of the sales. It's, a, it's some, but some people just go to them as the easiest channel after they have seen and engaged with marketing. So you really always want to be building that case, especially, and I'd say this is true of, of a lot or most companies where marketing when they do get on tough economic times, it's just sometimes easier for executives to make the case to cut marketing. And that can be marketing budget, but it can also be marketing headcount. And that's, you know, that's a situation nobody wants to be in for sure. So I think constantly reiterating, building that case and doing it in a, an airtight, quantifiable way, showing that marketing has value and is driving leads and sales, I think is really important. Yeah, super important. And and really not easy to do because of all the things that we've been talking about, right? It's mm-hmm. just, it's complex to, to make that case, that attribution case. But, but I think you, you made it pretty well. And I mean, if I'm hearing you correctly, maybe the simplest way to say it is like, look, yeah, we know that we have mechanisms on our website or the number to call, but people have to get there. Right. And 
just think about how, you know, in business, if you need to, you're looking for a tool or try to solve something or solve a problem, you're just going to Google it mm -hmm, and right. you're going to start in that broad way. And you need to have content out there so that it pops up and people see it and then they learn more. And it's like, we all know that to be true. For sure. It's just, it, it may not be possible to point to one piece of content and say, there it is. That's or to draw an absolutely straight line. And yet it still remains true that content marketing is necessary because people just won't find you otherwise. I, I agree. I think with maybe what makes some people nervous when it comes to the attribution of some of this content is that it's, it's nearly impossible to get perfectly right. Yeah. But you shouldn't let that prevent you from getting it really good. And I always tell my team, yeah, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. We've, you know, am I ever going to know with 100% certainty every piece of content that is and exactly the percentage that it drove your decision? Well, no, because every person is different, right? And I'm not, I'm not going into that level of detail with each individual, but I still need to make sure that I have a good idea of what's driving. I'm going to know, I'm not going to know what drove 40% of the decision versus what drove 41, but I'm going to yeah. know what drove 40% of the decision versus what drove five or 10, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think that's, that's where maybe some people just need to sort of get started with it and do their best and try mm. and get a model out there versus worrying about getting it absolutely perfectly right. You know, it's an art and a science. It's 100% certainly is right. Yeah. So yeah, definitely right. taking the leap, get doing it as scientific as you can and then iterating. So it's mm -hmm. quite ironically, it's exactly how I approach marketing. <laughs> I don't try yeah. and make my marketing perfect the first time. I get something out there, I see what happens, and then I iterate and I make it better. I'm always iterating towards perfect marketing. I'll never get there, but I'm always moving towards that. By the time I get there, it's changed. <laughs> but <laughs> right. I'm always trying to see what works and then, you know, make decisions, do more of what worked, do less of what didn't, right? Yeah, for sure. Great stuff. Okay. Well, one final question, and that's simply how can people connect with you? Absolutely. So if you want to connect with my company, obviously go to brighttree.com. I would, if anyone wants to talk about anything I've said, feel free to shoot me an email, mbettis, M-B-E-T-T-I-S at brighttree.com. I would love to talk about, I mean, love to talk about marketing, love to talk about attribution, anything people want to talk about, I'd be, be happy to. Awesome. Okay. Well, we'll put a link to Brighttree and to your LinkedIn bio in the show notes. And well, thank you so much, Matt, for a great conversation. Really good stuff. Really engaging. Thank you. No problem. Thank you so much, Jeremy. I really enjoyed it. That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at conversa.com. That's C-O-N-N-Versa.com. The B2B Content Show is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com to learn more about how we help B2B brands start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.